0: Just know you're not alone, because I'm going to make
1: this place your home. News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. And with us, a great group of people and some very interesting questions. We'll get to those in a second. First, let me introduce the folks who are here. Chuck Crosby, who is the head guy, the big kahuna over at the Crosby Law Offices. They do a great job with not only closings, but wills and a variety of other things. And as Chuck has said many times, if he doesn't do it, he knows who does do it. Did I get that right, Chuck? You got it. You got got it. it. Uh, And you can reach Chuck and his team at 499-6360. Also here, Randy Rocky, who is the co-head of Swan Financial. They do an amazing job, not only getting you pre-approved, but getting you closed. And you can uh, reach Randy and his group at Swan at six four five zero seven three six. Son Greg is uh, not with us yet. He's trying to get to a location, and then uh, you can reach me, Bob Ciccolare, because we are continually trying to find folks to help them sell their homes. Three seven six five four eight three. That's three seven six five four eight three. I'll tell you. A personal story that happened this week uh, recently and uh, in just a little bit. First, some news interesting for all of us, Chuck, Randy, and everybody else. Goldman Sachs is saying home prices will continue to rise in 2022, Mm -hmm. another 16%. That's a national number, Mm -hmm. but that's unbelievable Uh, Home prices currently up this year nationally, 20% year over year. But according to a new Goldman Sachs market forecast, they may not have reached their peak yet. So anybody who is thinking about buying, get on soon. Anyone who's thinking about selling, well, you can wait, but the home you're going to buy is going to be higher priced. So just try to work that out and we can help you work on that if you'd
0: like. With supply and demand, do you guys, I mean, it's like anything in pretty much in life, if you don't have enough, Demand, I mean, no supply, then it keeps rising until it it kind of equals out. Do you guys agree, disagree with that? What's your thoughts on that?
1: Mine is you're exactly right. The supply is down and demand is up, prices go up, Chuck? Yep, absolutely. Adding to all this, gas bills are expected to surge this winter. Nearly half of U.S. households who heat their homes with natural gas can expect higher bills this winter, an average of 30% higher compared to last year, that's according to the Energy Information Administration. Uh, Just FYI, next week on this show, we are going to give you a winter proofing your home tips and help, so just mark your calendar for next Sunday at this time. Also, study uh, property values fell 30% because of poor landscaping. Another report that came out, uh, again, suspect on the the folks that have issued it, Uh, this is a group that deals in getting your landscaping looking good but it's called trees.com I didn't even know there was a trees.com but according to an October 13th study that if your outdoor landscaping uh, looks bad you can lose 30% of the uh, price of your home and finally a new report best places to live in 2021 the top cities Madison Wisconsin and Auburn Michigan and Overland Park Kansas and I know you're wondering Louisville came in out of 100 cities as the 46th best place to live in the country. We are in a COVID environment, which that means, of course, that we're doing these shows with a little less tech, which means we don't have the ability to get your questions on the air in a audio format, but we can with emails. And what we ask you to do is send me an email, Bob at weselllouisville.com. in the subject line, just say radio question, and then put the question in the body, and we will get it on the air like this one, Chuck, from Sadie, who says she sold her home back in June of this year, but was just notified by her seller's agent that the buyers want repairs done to a leaky roof. Sadie says the roof did not leak when she owned the house. Is she on the hook for the repairs? Again, in June of this year is when the house closed.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, June to now, mm, you know, it's kind of a... uh, (sighs) Race ipsa is what uh, the, the Romans would have called it. Okay. Uh, it, it You know, it, it wouldn't have happened anyhow. Uh, you'd have to prove it. Um, she could come in and say, no, it didn't leak at all, ever. Uh, and then, you know, when the uh, fellow who's going to re- do the repairs gets up there and says, No, nah, it looks like this wood's been rotting for a while, you know, she's probably going to get on the hook for it. Uh, plus, there might be a disclosure issue. Uh, but, in fact, It could have been new damage. You know, you've got people up on top of the roof tramping around or you've Mm -hmm. got people doing Mm -hmm. something. You know, he installed a a satellite dish on the roof. You know, there's all kinds of permutations here. Um, But uh, typically, if it's that soon thereafter, there might be some liability.
1: So my suggestion, uh, Sadie, would be to hire your own roof inspector, the one yeah. that you trust, right? Have that roof inspector go out, look at it, and try to determine if it's new or existing. And if it is pre-existing, that the roof said, oh, it could have been here for the past six or some months, as you heard Chuck say, um, yeah eloquently you might be on the hook at this point so you might want to try to work out some sort of compromise where you pay for partial repairs or not by the way some home warranties like uh, the american home warranty that we use uh, they cover $500 of repairs to a roof so that's just a little thing to keep in the back of your mind but i think chuck's advice is don't think yeah. you're completely on the hook but just be yeah. open get to get some
2: this. proof yeah. get some proof and you know maybe you didn't know about it yeah. Uh, you know, that happens, but you are liable for things that exist, you know, patent or latent defects in a, uh, in a house and a roof is kind of, kind of one of the big ones.
1: And Chuck, that's a year after you sold or a year after the buyer should have known that well, no problem. If,
2: if you look at the contract, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, had new language added into it, it could even be longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Typically, statutes of limitations start running when you knew or should have known. Uh, right. My bet is they had a home inspection. So, you know, if they had a roof inspection, they might, the it might have been running for a while now. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, but typically a uh, year from when they knew or should have known, unless there's additional language in the contract that bumps it out longer. Got it.
1: If you want to see a replay of this show, actually see it, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. We record the shows, put them up on YouTube and louisvilleanswers.com. We'll get you to our YouTube channel. Also, if you want to read about our reviews, we now have louisvillezillow.com and louisvillegoogle.com to read two different sets of reviews that we get from our clients. Back to the questions. This one's for Randy and Coco is moving here from California and considering buying a home. She's read that if she rents a home. The cost of rentals are surging as investors are buying up prospective rental homes. That's correct. So she wants to know, Randy, what's the minimum credit score that she will need to buy a home? Also, does she need a full-time job here in Louisville before she buys a home? And then there's a little bit more to that question, but let's take these at, as they come.
0: Uh, uh, 580 on the credit score. I uh, really need to be at 620, but we you can get them done at 580 with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it, she needs to have a full-time job here. Uh, she- part-time would have to be a, a two years. She would Got have it. to have, uh, be a part-time for two years.
1: The, the second part of her question is, if she makes 80000 a year in a job that she would get here, has no other debt other than a car loan, how much of a house mm-hmm. can she afford if she has $10,000 to put down? I know there's a lot of numbers there.
0: Uh, it, it well, we, 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 with the scenario of $10,000 down, yeah. uh, we could do 3%. So we're looking at, uh, two hundred.
1: by the way, Brandy uh, is doing uh, his $300,000,
0: 300,000. 300, 300, I
1: was going to say he's doing his Gazintas. And for any of you who ever watched the Beverly <laughs> Hillbillies, you understand <laughs> what I'm talking about. Thank you, Jethro <laughs> Chuck back to you. Tony lives in a condo and his next-door neighbors have already started using their leaf blowers. By the way, there's an interesting story about leaf blowers. I'll tell you in a sec. He asks the neighbors, uh, he's asked them to nicely stop using the leaf blower before 9 a.m. in the morning, but that has not helped. He wants to know how can he keep peace with his neighbors while at the same time have some peace in his home.
2: (sighs) Yeah, if it's a condo, there's an HOA association. Um, that's who you call. They're the bad guys. Um, if he's, uh, I, I can't imagine that there's uh, an HOA uh, out there that doesn't have a rule or a bylaw or something that uh, uh, prevents blowing of leaves uh, before yeah, 9 <laughs> o'clock.
1: Let me jump in here. It's, I, here's what I'm envisioning. He lives in a condo, but the person using the leaf blower lives on the other other side of a fence where it's homes so you see what i'm saying the condos okay so now Uh, what does he do that's how i interpreted what he was asking
2: yeah not a whole lot he can do except go over and be nice um i mean are you going to sue somebody for nuisance laws i I don't I don't know of any attorney that would uh, take a case like that. Maybe there are, I don't know. Uh, But, uh, you know, when you look at the cost effectiveness, Mm -hmm. you're going to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a lawyer to uh, possibly have somebody wait till the clock ticks nine before he starts blowing his mm. leaves. Mm. Uh, I, I don't see that as a viable issue. Um, you know, uh, but that's again, apple pie diplomacy, you walk over and you talk to them, you know, human to human and say, Hey, you know, I'd kind of like to get some sleep barring that. Uh, I wonder if there's not some sort of, of, uh, I don't know, foam you can put up over the windows at <laughs> night or something. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know all that. I can tell yeah. you is that uh, uh, in New York City, when Con Edison decides to, uh, you know, take up the sidewalk underneath your uh, window yeah. uh, and they're going to work all night, there's just nothing you can do. Uh <laughs> Here, eh, not really. I, I mean, if, if it was part of the HOA, you know, you've got recourse there. Uh, HOA, that's what they're for. But if it's a neighbor that's not bound by those regulations, you know,
1: well, be nice. The, the other part of this is I, I had seen this and I, I checked on this. There was a Wall Street Journal story just the mm-hmm. past week or so that leaf blowers are evil because they of the noise that they make because they make so yeah, much noise.
2: They so are very loud.
1: Do a, um, do a Google search for a wall street journal and leaf blowers. Randy, this next uh, question that came in via email to us is from Wally. He says that he just closed on his home this past week. He says it's a 30 year fixed mortgage, but he would like to pay it off sooner if he sends in one or two extra payments each year for the mortgage he says he would get the money from his tax return, which is how we make those extra payments. How much quicker could he pay off the loan?
0: And uh, that's scenario area between 24 and 20 years of paying off. So it'd, really? be, it'd be six to 10 years.
1: Is is that for every extra payment he gets, he's able to take six or If, so if
0: you go to, right, right. You're looking at about five to six years uh, oh. um, right in that area for, if you make an extra payment from basically Year one, okay. You make an extra two payments. You're looking at you know times that by two.
1: Got it. All right, we're we're going to take a break. A couple of quickie things to remember: that uh, if you want a free, no obligation booklet on how to sell your home faster and for uh, more money, we've got hundreds of useful tips in that booklet. Simply send an email to me, Bob at WeSellLouisville.com, and just say uh, "selling booklet" in the subject line. And we'll send it out to you again free of charge, no obligation. And again, if you would like to see some of the video reviews we do with our sellers, you can head to Louisville Sellers That's Louisville Sellers Here with us uh, till the top of the hour, we've got Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. Chuck Crosby, The Crosby Law Offices at 499-6360. And me, Bob Sikoler, you can reach me anytime, 376 We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS.
2: Pitt & Frank has been serving your community for over 30 years in real estate closings and our title professionals educate the real estate industry both locally and throughout the state. Tell your loan officer and realtor to close with Pitt & Frank where we pride ourselves on being your trusted real estate closing expert. Pitt & Frank, signed, sealed and delivered at 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. Multiple teams mean we're able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX
1: Properties East. Experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at Remax Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Need a smart,
2: innovative agent?
1: Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. You know choosing the right agent is important, so you'll want to review their performance before hiring them. I love agents that invest their own money into smart marketing which gets you more qualified buyers and more money for your home. Bottom line, you have to trust them. In Louisville, you can trust Bob and Greg Sacola. Like me, Bob and Greg understand cutting-edge marketing. Google Bob and Greg Sacola and you won't go wrong. News Radio 840 WHAS Bob Sacola the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. With us, Truck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. They do a great job closing the loan and wills and many other things at 499 6360. That's the number you can reach him at. Randy Rocky is with Swan Financial, and they do a great job closing and getting your loan to close. 645 0736. And you can reach me, Bob Seculler, anytime 376 five, four, eight, three. And thank you, Barbara Corcoran. So being so nice and a friend and a mentor, I'm going up to see her for uh, a meeting at the beginning of December. So we are here, the time is a come, uh, the weather's changing guys and ladies, and that means leaves are about to fall. And certainly um, uh, many of us, Chuck, you don't have to worry about this because you're in a condo now, right?
2: But, well, you know, those leaves yeah. fall on my deck. So what I do oh. is I bring out my leaf blower uh, and, uh, blow them off. <laughs> Hopefully
1: not before 9 AM in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So some suggestions, things you may not have ever been taught. Yeah. So wait for the leaves to finish falling before you start doing any raking or blowing whatsoever, consider your comfort raking is a dusty business. So homeowners should don a hat, long sleeve shirt and long pants before beginning also smart to wear heavy duty gloves to prevent blisters from forming on your hands. Using the right rake is important. Narrow spreads gather fewer leaves. So you want a wide spreading rake. Aim for about 30 inches if you're going out to buy. Look for one that also is labeled no clog. They have angled tines that won't pierce the leaves and create blockages. Rake with the wind. That makes a lot of sense. Rake in rows also makes a lot of sense. And save time and trouble with tarps. Uh, bagging large piles of leaves is a time-consuming task. If you rake the leaves onto a large tarp, then tie the ends together, you can move those leaves rather quickly, bag smaller piles, invest in a yard vacuum. Now that may seem overkill for Chuck with his deck, but I have to tell you, I bought one about a year, year and a half ago, and it's great. So instead of blowing, it sucks all the leaves and it churns them up, creates mulch out of them, puts them into a bag. And I empty the bag, either in bag containers or leaf bags, or I dump them on my tomato garden and use it as mulch. And it works really well. Then turn it in and let it sit over the winter. Rake before rain. That makes a lot of sense. Use the leaf blower if you you are like Chuck or want to blow everything into a little area and be easy about it. Unlike the raking done to prepare a garden bed for planting, leaf raking requires only gentle motions. That's the best thing. And there's also, did you guys ever hear of leaf scoops? You can buy these things, you put them on your hands, large claws, and they help you scoop everything into one trash bag or whatever it might be. And then try shoveling. Uh I know you may not have ever heard of this, but you use a regular shovel that you would use for snow to help move leaves around into piles. Yeah, we've done
2: that. I just remember grandma telling me, hey Chuck, go rake up all the leaves and (laughs) use whatever's handy.
1: Yes. Chuck, this is for you. It, uh, did you see the article by chance New York Times this past week entitled My Real Estate Secret Weapon?
2: No, I did not.
1: All right. So there's a New York Times article. And basically the summary of it is the buyer's letters or love letters are controversial. We've talked about this in the past. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this article says, when well, maybe not so necessarily effective, but I will tell you here in Louisville, we have found that if you write a love letter to a seller, if you're a buyer, you write the love letter to a seller telling them how much you love the house and will take care of it and and go on and on. It does seem to sway buyers. I've seen it happen on uh, uh, sellers. It sways sellers. I've seen it happen. So the article in the Times tracks the potential home buyer and the use of love letters to the buyer and seller. Overall, it once again brings up the point of whether it's going to continue to be uh, legal for us in this country, not alone Louisville, to write love letters. Thoughts on this? Anything new that you've heard, Chuck? in uh, advice to anybody who's a buyer who wants to write a love letter to try to sway the seller towards them.
2: No, haven't heard anything new. Still uh, uh, remember the closing where part of the love letter was a bottle of Pappy to be uh, mm-hmm. consumed at closing.
1: We were involved. Uh, that. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. Yep. Not soon to forget, but, uh, no, you know, it seems to me that, uh, dollars and cents are what, uh, but then again, I can see if you've had the house for 40 years, you want somebody to come in and, and love it like you did. Uh Um, my mind just doesn't go that way. So I,
1: but nothing legally against it right now that we're seeing that hard and fast don't do it.
2: Absolutely not.
1: All right. Randy, this comes from Andy. He says he's about to fly, buy his first home. Just heard this past week that interest rates were back above three percent. Is that true? Did you? I'll give your your NMLS number again because I know you need to do that.
0: Uh, two six three six two. And yes, they move. Well, uh, it depends on credit score and down payment and all that. Mm-hmm. But they're they're hovering around that three percent range.
1: So Andy asked on a thirty year and on, on 15 a
0: fifteen year, about two and a half.
1: He asks, what's the prediction for interest rates for the next couple of months and maybe even into next year? Have you seen anything about rates going up into mid-threes?
0: Uh, you know, again, uh, my, uh, Barry Aviv has not uh, uh, told us where he thinks the market's going at this point. Uh, my prediction is, is, but I've been saying this for <laughs> quite a few years, uh, they moved a little bit uh, two years ago, but I, 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 they have got to go up essentially. I mean, it just – Uh, You know, supposedly the feds are are not, is going to be interested in buying uh, the bonds. So I I would think they're going to move.
1: You do. Yeah, that's what's driving the market is from buyers who are desperately looking to find homes, even during the winter, because they're worried that the interest rates are going to pop up higher. All right, Chuck, we move back to you. This one came in on the email. Raymond was online. And folks, listen to this and think about spreading the word on this because this is important for everybody. Raymond was online, saw a home on the market for rent that looked very good. He went over to the house, looked at it from outside because the owner said that he, the owner, was out of town and did not have a key at the house. That should have been a red flag. Raymond sent the owner of... uh, the owner of the first and last month's deposit for the rent, with the promise from oh. the owner that he would be able to get a key to him in the next week as soon as the check cleared. And Raymond says it's now been a week and a half. He cannot get a hold of the owner. He's wondering was he scammed?
2: Yeah, I think probably. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got all the earmarks. Uh, and I uh, had a fellow calling today like that. It's like. You know, if you've never met the seller, you can't verify that they really are the owners. They live in another state. All you're doing is by email. That's just, you know, that's just not good. Um, One thing you can do that I found helpful is uh, contact, uh, look at the tax records and see where the owner's at. Okay, because everybody's going to, every owner is going to have their tax bill mailed to them. Nobody wants to not have that done. And if it says, uh, you know, here local and the guy you're talking to is living in, you know, Utah, uh, that might give you a clue. Uh, plus, there's plenty of sites where you can track down phone numbers for people. Um, you know, just call them and say, hey, are you renting your house? Uh, which is what we did one time. Uh, it was like eight hundred thousand dollar house, mm-hmm. uh, renting out for fifteen hundred dollars, somewhere in that range. Uh, I just looked up the owner's phone number and called them and said, "Hey, are you trying to rent your house?" They said, "We don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, and it's like
1: I would also suggest uh, on this Raymond. We get a lot of calls from people who have got listings on the market and. Uh, there are scam artists out there continually. We, in fact, we did a story with Wave 3 about a year ago uh, with regard to these scam artists that are out there. You need to do your due diligence. If you call any realtor, if they've got time, they'll be able to look it up and tell you if it's really legitimately up for rent or it's, you're dealing with a scam. So uh, one, one again, example of what we try to protect all of our clients, buyers and sellers, and we love hearing success stories. For example, Christy and her family, they were one of our clients, and they were moving to another part of the country brings to mind, and they wanted to get as much money as quickly as possible. And so she had heard about uh, myself and my team here on 840 WHS and and decided to go with us. And we really did perform better than she thought. We received at least 20 showings, five offers in a matter of days. And within uh, three weeks with a cash offer, she was sold and on her way to the other uh, part of the country so she's thrilled and we're thrilled for her those are the types of success stories we love hearing about and want to help everybody randy this one is for you pam shopping for a mortgage company and is looking for some advice on what she should be asking in a, in addition to what's the current mortgage rate so what questions should a prospective buyer be asking mortgage companies as she's shopping
0: it's, you really they're for the most part, two questions. Because um, uh, prepayment penalties are pretty much gone now, so it's it's interest rate and closing cost. Mm-hmm. And once you put those two things together, uh, you'll be able to decide what is the best offer.
1: Are there junk fees out there right now besides that she needs to look or work her way through and be aware of?
0: Well, a uh, uh, great question, and and that's part of the closing cost, Bob. Yes, there okay. is. Uh, there are absolutely a lot of them
1: yes so do do shop and meet with uh, two or three mortgage company lenders because that you could be able to at yes. that point tell which one is the best for you finally one more question this is for chuck brooke sent us an email writes that she has a vacant home on the market in las vegas a local brokerage out there is now allowing buyers to have direct access to the home by using that brokerages app on their phone to unlock doors without anybody but the buyer going in. And she's wondering if this is a disaster in the making. If a buyer does do damage to her home, does she have any recourse against that buyer? I know this is a Las Vegas issue, but she lives Mm -hmm. here in Louisville.
2: Yeah, I can't really answer questions about Nevada. Uh, Obviously, I'm only licensed in Kentucky. Uh, If this were in Kentucky, the thing I'd say is, is there somebody doing damage uh, can they be held liable well, if somebody damages it? Yeah, they can be held liable. The question is, can you find them? Can you prove it? Um, I suspect it's similar down there, but I really wouldn't have any way of knowing what I would be worried about is why are they letting people go in just off an app? That seems to be a recipe is, for disaster.
1: It's a new trend and it's being done in some 15, 22 different markets. Homebuyers, really? 22 markets now are able to tour vacant homes with direct access, without a real estate agent, uh, through a broker's direct access application. I think it's, I I also think it's a problem waiting to occur that. Yeah. uh, uh, Let me give you one suggestion. Yeah. Good.
2: I was going to say, I'm just wondering what happens when, okay, you let me in, uh, I'm going to change all the locks and I'm just going to start living here.
1: Yeah. So these Uh, basically are for vacant homes, just FYI.
2: So it's not, yeah, I know. But he, I
1: know. He, here's a suggestion that I would. Yeah, and you're absolutely right because they could change the locks. They can do a lot. Of- yeah, just change they it. Into- yep. Yeah, I think that's a problem. I, I would tell you, if you live out of town, get find out, number one, with to minimize your costs, find out from uh, a neighbor if they have Wi-Fi access that they would share with you. It'd have to be a next-door neighbor. And then purchase or have a real estate agent purchase and then reimburse the agent for a nest cam that yeah. they could set up in the house put somewhere, and that will, because they'll use the neighbor's Wi-Fi to be able to, to uh, get the video to you, a picture, live video, and then it will back up video as well. And that'll allow you to keep an eye at the house. And this goes, folks, whether you're renting or you live somewhere, you got multiple homes, these Nest cameras, I've got, I just bought three more. They have a sale going for like 99 bucks or thereabouts pretty close for these new Nest cams. Uh, and I've got them all over the house. And it's great security. So, I, And I don't own Stock and Nest, and they're owned by Google, but I'm just telling you, this is a possibility of things need to do what you need to think about. Okay, we are out of time. My thanks to Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices, 499-6360. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. Thank you, guys. Well, My son, Greg, you, not here because he's already working. We appreciate him. And you can reach me because we're constantly looking for people to help them sell their homes and also we've got buyers who work with buyers to help them buy homes. I work strictly with sellers to try to get their homes sold and that's we are pretty successful. You can reach me at 376-5483. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.